that's one of my intentions actually for this year, patience. I'm not sure that, that patience is one of my strongest virtues at the best of times, but I think it's also being kind to yourself to not beat yourself up when you don't have endless patience too. We're human at the end of the day. Nobody is perfect and there are moments where we can be and there are moments when it's challenging. But I sometimes find that festive periods post his brain injury can be a little emotional actually. I do know what you mean. It's a time of heightened emotion. I find it such a joy to have all of those opportunities to engage with friends. Hello everyone and welcome to 2023 and the first episode of On A Good Day of this year. I'm Elizabeth Callahan, And I'm Julia Ajay. We hope you've all had an amazing break and Christmas and feel rejuvenated and ready for what the new year brings. It's really been a, a special time with some snow before Christmas, hasn't it? Although I know that's not always easy for everyone at all, but I have to say it created quite a magical start to Christmas for us. Oh, lovely. Well, it's, we didn't really get any snow here in London, if I'm honest. It kind of went after a few hours, but it was Yes, yeah, so lucky you. I'm glad you had that magical thing. How was your Christmas? Christmas was wonderful this year because I, when I was reflecting back, I realised that this time last year, in fact, before Christmas, we went down with COVID. So mm -hmm. our Christmas last year was really, really quiet. And this year has been full of visiting friends and family attending parties, hosting people. So it's been absolutely wonderful. Um, it's been busy. And I think possibly, um, you know, now with, uh, as you can probably hear, I've got quite a quite a cold and a bit of a cough. I've been feeling a bit unwell after Christmas, maybe because of uh, being a bit more run down. But actually, it was it was all worth it. It was wonderful. And what about you? It always gets you in the end. So I was feeling I wasn't feeling great prior to Christmas so mm. kind of feel a lot better coming out of it actually I always find it you know it's a really busy time it can be quite stressful having you know two little ones who are obviously so excited about Christmas which is great but you've also got all you know the school stuff the nativity plays the Christmas markets you just it's kind of that Christmas bears like a constant conveyor belt of Christmassy style stuff isn't there um, yes, we're sort of past that now with our older, with our ones being older, but you're reminding me of nativities and getting getting the tea towels out for shepherds and that kind of thing. And yes, how lovely. It's really, it is a really special time. With Paul, you know, following his brain injury, perhaps can't help out as much as he would have previously with various things. Um, I mean, we we didn't host, we went up to Yorkshire um, to be with some of Paul's parents, which was great to get out of London and see some countryside and have some different scenery. We had a really, really great time and, and it's been lovely. But I don't know about you, I sometimes find that festive periods post his brain injury can be a little emotional, actually. And I think it, it's... Sometimes when you see them in amongst 
other families or other partners and husbands it, it kind of makes you realize it, it it brings the brain injury kind of it kind of highlights it a little bit I suppose yes I do know what you mean and I think it's a time of heightened emotion anyway isn't it in a time when we all get tired and I think that some of the the communication difficulties are that Hector has a certain exacerbated when he's tired. Mm. But I have to say that for me, I find it such a joy to have all of those opportunities to engage with friends that we may not have seen for a while, to go to people's houses and just to see our friends who are engaging with Hector, you know, as his friend. And I find that very heartwarming and I find that that for me is a really special part of Christmas because I know people are pleased to see us both and to see us being able to enjoy each other's company with other people there in that sociable kind of way um, I think kind of brings us both back to to why we got together in the first place as well so I find it's a bit of a touchstone actually for um, sharing time together. Yeah, I can definitely see that as well. It sounds like you saw loads of people. It's great. And then obviously going into 2023, we have, I mean, obviously 2022 saw the launch of On A Good Day, which, you know, was something that kind of was a year in the making really, because, you know, we had the idea quite a long time before so it was wonderful to really get that out there wasn't it towards the end of 2022 yes it's one of the things that when I was thinking about talking to you today and I was looking back over the last year it was such a highlight and as you say it's been something we've been working on for a while so to actually hear those interviews you know, being live and and having feedback from people who have listened to them has been such a reward from from that hard work. And and not only that, hopefully we are being able to share our experiences and the expertise of the people that we've spoken to to reach out to an audience of people that will find that useful because of the situation that they're in too. Yeah, I mean that is our main goal of you know being able to reach reach out to people who may have similar feelings being in a situation and and really resonate um, in some way with these episodes we're getting out. Yeah. Um, And, you know, really excited for the new year ahead and building on that and just bringing the best guests and episodes that we can. Um, If people out there, you know, if there's a topic you would like us to discuss or you've got ideas or you, you know, there's a guest or you'd like to maybe come on, maybe you've got some great experience, you've got something to share, then do reach out to us. Yeah, wouldn't it be great to have that input from from our listeners too? And we've got lots of exciting um, plans as well ourselves, but there's certainly lots of room for input from our listeners so it really would be great to have that input absolutely and julia has finally put together a facebook community i believe i have done <laughs> uh i'm not the most tech person so 
Um, I think I've got to do a little bit more to, to get it out there and to manage it. But we hope that that will be a space that people can follow up with listening to the podcast on, to comment, to share and to talk to each other. And it's really another way in which people can engage in the community um, and hopefully gain that support. But those of us who are on Instagram um, will have seen the On A Good Day post that you've been doing, um, Elizabeth, which have just been great. And I think they've really brought to life some of the things that we talk about. But the Facebook group hopefully will add to that and will be another stream for people to listen to. Absolutely. We'll put all the details in the show notes. Actually, coming up um, in the next few weeks, we're going to have one of my favourite episodes, actually, was with Alexander Leff, a professor of neurology, talking about aphasia. And I know that is going to really resonate with so many people. So I'm really looking forward to getting that out in the near future. Yes. And I think the episode we heard with Paul and Hector really um, brought some of the the theory to life that we know our listeners with partners with brain injury or people with a brain injury themselves who have aphasia um, or professionals working with people with aphasia will will resonate both in when they listen to um, some of the research that's the exciting research that he's going to be talking about and also hearing um, you know our partners talk about what the effects of aphasia are for them so that was a that was I think an episode that really stood out for me in the ones we've done and we'll link to the ones coming up too. And something that you've taken away, you were telling me about earlier, that you will be putting forward into 2023 and taking action on was the one with Roisin, who's an occupational therapist, and one of the key things that she said about Yes. So it was about positive risk taking. And it's actually become one of my New Year resolutions because I, it really resonated with me, as you may have heard, um, those of you who listened to the podcast episode. Um, and I want to really think about how that might happen for myself as well as Hector and for us together. So I'm putting that into my New Year resolution list and um, I'm looking forward to taking some positive risks. How is this going to manifest? Well, I don't know yet, but I think it's likely to be in the form of some travel. Amazing. And we were very lucky to receive um, an amazing present from my daughter who has um, given us the opportunity to do some traveling with her gift to us of two plane tickets to somewhere that we want to go. So we've got to decide where we want to go. And part of that is, you know, present some challenges because how far, what's the healthcare going to be like? What might it look like? But I've got some ideas. I'm not going to say more now, but I'm exploring a few options to uh, really realise that positive risk-taking. Well, you're talking to the travel blogger here. So anything travel-related... I am totally in for. So I think that is a brilliant idea and obviously factors to consider in terms of, yeah, like the healthcare side does have to be looked at, I think, but so many options. Yeah. Yeah. And it did also, when I was thinking about the year 
ahead and positive risk taking. I did also want to acknowledge some of the things that have happened this year as well, because I think um, it's really we've we've had some wonderful opportunities in 2022 as well. And I think all of that will build on what we do this year. And there's a lot that I've been grateful for in the last year. And some of the travel that we did up to Scotland to see my dad, we did some great camping and we had a marvellous holiday to, with friends in Greece, which was a very supported, loving, fun time. Um, our children turned 18 and 23 on the same day in September. So we had a big party here, which was amazing. And also my son passed his driving test, which has been really liberating for him and for me. So loads of things have happened. And um, and also it's been a year seizure free for Hector. So that's oh, also wow. been, yeah, that's also been really significant. That is really significant. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. And I think that I told you about my grateful jar Love it. I'm all about gratitude. So I love that you have some stuff in there. So I have a jar, which is a jar, uh, quite a big jar with a heart on it. And it's got some little fairy lights on. They haven't been on all year. But I have just turned them on. And we haven't yet opened it um, after the new year. But I'm going to open so it now. This, do you started this at the beginning of last year? Started at the beginning of last year. It was for a long time on the kitchen table and anyone could add things to it. So there are quite a few entries in there. I might be the only person that put anything in. I don't know. <laughs> but I've of, just taken the moment of truth. Julia <laughs> is tipping out this glass jar. So it's I'm tipping it out and I'm not going to read out everything. But I am literally, I'm going to open some things and just see what comes up. Okay. So here we are. Oh, I'm so grateful for our mothers, Remy and Susan, for coming to our 18th and 23rd party. And um, yeah, that was in September. Oh. So that's nice. My mum came from Germany and my mother-in-law came from Nigeria. So it was a really big journey for each of them. Oh. And it was such a special part of the day. So that was amazing. Amazing. Right. I have no idea what these. Um, I'm so grateful for the flowers because they look beautiful. Good value and they last for ages. Oh, they're Astromeria. I'm so Who... grateful for the Astromeria flowers. Was this you? Who wrote that one? I think that was actually, that was either me or Azuma. That might have been Azuma, actually. It is often... The little things, isn't it? Yeah. To yeah. really hold on to. Yeah. Like today, I just went up to the V&A with my two daughters. And it was just lovely. We went and saw, you know, this exhibition on the musical theatre. And I just felt really present and in the moment and was just enjoying that time. Mm. Three of us absorbing all these amazing costumes and seeing their reactions and... It is just those little moments. And sometimes it's like on the tube. My youngest was reading her book to me on the tube. And sometimes it's those little moments when you just get out of kind of the domestic environment and just are able to really take in those little moments. 
yes and being in the moment mm. as you said I think often those those times are when you are in the moment aren't they and that's one of my intentions actually for this year is to be more present yes yes well look I could go on with these pick out a couple more I'm interested it's like oh. a lucky dip this isn't it Thank you, Hector, for filling up the downstairs toilet rolls. <laughs> I love it. It's the little things, right? Look, what a gem. I mean, that never happens in my house. What a gem. Thank you to everyone who joined in our gardening day on the 21st of May. We had a gardening swapsy day with family that came round. They are all wonderful. I love that. And you've inspired me to kind of, to, to perhaps set up my own gratitude jar what I try and do is I try and do it with the girls every morning when I do mine it's always the really little things but yeah gratitude is, is the highest frequency isn't it that's what they say so when you start from a place being grateful and also what I have noticed with some of these that, that I'm unfolding is that actually it's not only family that are putting things into the jar so if you have the jar sitting there all year People can just add to it when they come and visit or your daughter's friends could put something in or family. So what else, so what else are you thinking for 2023? So I've got positive risk-taking yes. and another big one is to go for a walk with Hector. And this was one of Hector's requests, wasn't it? Yeah, Hector said to me, look, you know, I really want us to go out together just for a short walk, if we can every day. Um, the children are going to be off soon and it'll be us too and it's going to be good for me and it'll be good for you and I do need to do more of that. And so one of my resolutions is to make time to do that with him. I think it's a great idea. And actually one of mine is to schedule in more time to to spend with Paul. So that's one of yours. <clears throat> Do you have any others? Tell us a bit more about that and your so, thoughts around that. Yeah, so I uh, sometimes, you know, Paul will really want to talk to me or have something to get off his chest, but often it's at a moment which isn't particularly convenient, especially mm. when you've got young children and you're doing this and you're that and you're <laughs> often... <laughs> Is literally as I'm about to leave, like, you know, I'm getting my stuff together. I'm just about to leave. And sometimes he starts engaging in some conversation. He wants to, you know, has to talk about then. That's the thing sometimes with Paul is he has to talk about it there and then. And it's just not convenient. So maybe perhaps setting, you know, a time it doesn't have to be every day. It could be every other day or even once a week, you know, where we kind of scheduling some time or just have a you know possibly have it every day actually have have a, have a bit of time even if it's 10-15 minutes but we have a cup, cup out just so that the communication is continuing and obviously there are communication issues in general uh with with Paul sometimes things can get lost in translation particularly when he's tired things don't come out how he wants them to and you know I think sometimes he feels like he isn't listened to or he might feel a bit lonely so 
another thing is to get him seeing maybe more of his friends or making more community connections as well with what you're saying about communication and having that some of that time set aside I think you know it's it's about us listening as well isn't it and having that time yeah to listen so that Hector and Paul can feel heard and what comes with that also is another intention which is patience yes I mean, it sounds so simple, doesn't it? And it is a virtue, as we know. But patience when they're talking, patience and when they're doing things. um, I mean, it's it's multifaceted. I'm not sure that that patience is one of my strongest virtues at the best of times. Um, I'm glad you said that because it really isn't mine. No, no. Um, I think maybe I've learned it a bit more mm. or less. I'm not sure. Sometimes I think I've got less of it than I used to have. <laughs> um, but I think it's also being kind to yourself to not beat yourself up when you don't have endless patience too. I, because... I think we're human at the end of the day nobody is perfect and you're so right there are moments where we can be and there are moments when it's challenging and yes be kind because we can't be patient we can't be perfect no and every day every day actually i think when you said be kind as well that really resonated with me because mm. i think that being impatient I can sometimes feel that I'm not being as kind as I want to be because I'm being impatient and I think actually being patient is a virtue but it is also a gift of kindness in a way isn't it because actually to show someone to give someone time Mm. and to be patient and to listen properly is going to bring the best out of us all but particularly when people need more time to communicate it's important that that gift of time is given we live very hectic lives very busy and and actually I found last year particularly ramped up I think you know coming out of I know it's a while ago but you know that 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 covid kind of environment where you were spending time together you didn't have lots of things on but now all the kids clubs are back and now because I feel they've missed out they're doing even more and I'm at work I'm I've I've got so many different projects going on as well um and you're right it is taking that time and uh, your precious time yes yeah Um, but yeah being kind and and just setting aside moments where you can connect yeah definitely and I think connection has been a really strong theme through the episodes that we've had so far and you know I think um I was reflecting on our conversation with Satinda and thinking wow isn't she a positive risk taker you know in terms of example (laughs) 
providing an example of of you know why that's so important um but also i think she was such a great um sort of storyteller about the uh, which really highlighted the importance of connection as well how much she gained from keeping those connections alive with her family making new ones you know going out into the world and connecting with new people in her job and you know pushing herself but I think to me one of the very strong threads through our conversations have been this connecting connecting with other people in the brain injury world connecting reconnecting with friends connecting with professionals you know community connections as we move forward I agree all of those and for those that want to listen episode two if you haven't already Satinda's episode is she's a phenomenal woman and incredibly inspiring having lived with a brain injury for since she was 19 years old um just wow I'm just totally in awe of her yeah yeah and looking ahead we know that we both want to make on a good day even more relevant, even more exciting, even more hopefully useful and a way to connect with other people in similar situations to us. And just hearing people's stories, uh, it is so powerful because there's always something you can relate to. There's always something that resonates. Even if you don't know somebody who's had a brain injury, like there's common themes that will relate to everything within life, isn't it? Yes, yes. There's something for everyone. But yeah, very excited for the year ahead. Definitely. And who knows what we'll be talking about this time next year. I know. Who knows? What will be in our grateful jar? (laughs) Yeah, we'll be getting the grateful jar out. Right. Well, on that note, it's been a pleasure talking to you, Julia, as ever. And thank you, wonderful listeners, for listening. Please do subscribe if you haven't subscribed already to our podcast. Follow our new Facebook community, which we'll be getting more content on there um, as soon as possible. Instagram, on a good dot day. And please do share this with anyone that you think will benefit for it. You know, I had a friend the other day who said they had taken a photo of the episode and just shared it on um, has one of her Instagram stories. And she had a friend get in contact who just had a parent who'd had a stroke. So was really useful for her so you just don't know who this is gonna who's gonna see it who's gonna be able to benefit for it so yeah collectively let's get sharing and get this out to the people that it's really going to impact yes and i'd like to say thank you too for all of our listeners so far and all the support that we have both had in taking our podcast forward and how excited i am for the year ahead to move in on this journey with you and all of our listeners so grateful so grateful for you all thank you for listening and we will see you in two weeks time for our next episode of on a good day bye for now bye
Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revelhorwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.